Hello everyone, welcome to Tavern Talks on the High Eats Network. I am Dean, and I'm joined today by my good friend James. Hey guys, but both of us consume quite a lot of D&D related media, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah. And, you, yeah. and you, you pull things from that. Totally. Actually, that, that, was a, that was a fun question I thought we could we could play with. Yeah. I'm going to have a little look at the chat and see what, yeah, yeah. If, any, if anything is coming in the chat and I can... Hi to the dogs. Chaotic Veto, I use passive a lot. Plus, if they roll, and their roll is lower than passive, I take the passive. Yeah, that is a really interesting point. I have done that in the past. Um, it, for me, it, de- it really depends on the situation, that one. If you've got a um, uh, a reason for an active roll, um, or passive... I, I would also say, for me, sometimes a passive would take precedent over a low roll. If a passive roll has happened, that means that they've actively looked for something, and they've... Um, They've they've made a they've made a mistake and it's not gone gone forward. However, if there is a where, the where I would use so there's an interesting point here from Passive Vito on, on perception and what he was saying is they he will if they roll and it's lower then they, he then uses passive and he'll take passive instead. Yeah. That might actually be raw, but I think for me I would often put passive um, under uh, active rolls. But what I would do like is... you're going to do something actively, you're going to do an active uh, perception roll. Yeah. Because the chances you might be distracted by something, yeah. so yeah. you wouldn't take it passive in that yeah. case. Yeah, I think, that, I, think that, I think that's very valid. However, what I would say is that there are instances where before I would ask for a pa- uh, an active roll at all, a, a passive roll could be... I would just supply information as passive. Yeah. So... So, for example, an example of this in our campaign, we've got we've got this incredibly, uh, you know, perceptive ranger um, with the alert feet and stuff. And sometimes he will just walk into a room, and um, I will describe a room, and I will then think, okay, to add extra detail to this room that the players could use, what might he have picked up on, right? Before even asking. Before for even a asking. Role. Before asking for a role. If a player asks a question and they're like, okay, you know what, there's stealth, they're losing the area, that's an active role, and they've asked for a role, great, we do that. And that's where I would go with that one. That's a cool idea. He says, he dives again, elf player with spider pet has spider use web like alert, but for feel, yeah, gives a perception role. That's pretty cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah, like, but, a, like a perimeter yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. And that's a, and that's an interesting, but in that instance, I would be, the, I would say, okay, the, the person tr- has to trigger the perception roll is the pet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, surely they've got stats, right? Yeah, they've got a stat. They've got a perception. They've yeah. got they've got all that stuff. So they that is the that will be on them, and then they'd have to wake up their master. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's so, but it, it would it would give you that additional level of security. Mm, you mm. know. Interesting use of a yeah. familiar there. Yeah. Yeah, I think Darvis is replying again. He says he says, "Well, I need to do that more for combat. I want them not to notice things, and I don't." Have them uh, roll if they aren't actively scanning a room. Yeah, I mean that's that's a really valid that's a really valid point. Like you know if they're not actively looking or they're not like you know if the if the party are actively engaged in something else, their passive perception you know isn't going to fly. Mm, yeah, you know like that that's one of the things I often say to a party. We had one of my players had a sword. If it was a sword of alertness or something along those lines, I can't remember what it's called now. <laughs> Magic it... items are just endless, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it meant that. Oh, that was it. If danger was nearby, it would 
alert him to danger. Okay. So he couldn't get surprised. Right. And it would right. also work when he was sleeping. Um, but we had that it because sense. he forgot he had the item so often. So we just rolled it. If he, if he actively said, I'm holding my sword, um, and I am, um, you know, using the sword's feature, then we would, have, we would, we would remember it. Because otherwise, this is the end. I couldn't remember his sword for him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, so th- th- there's, a, there's, a, there's a degree of um, how much work does a DM have to do. We, we often say that in our group. It's it's kind of an expectation of players to know your character sheet. Yeah. You, know, you have to know your character yeah, sheet. Yeah, definitely. If you've forgotten you've got that magic item, that's not on me to remember it for you. No. Although, I will say I'm pretty lenient in that. And they were like, oh, wait a minute. Change my mind. So, other questions we had him from the... Um, the chat. Um, yes, any more? The chat, we're up to date with the chat right now, but back to our questions you asked for the other day. Dungeons and Dragons and Alan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you handle your first player character's death? Yeah. Would you ever put the dice result to stop a death of a PC? That's such an interesting one. D&D Alan, by the way, he lives in Liverpool. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, again, one of our good fans. Maybe I can't say that on the stream. Maybe, D&D Allen lives near us. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just had Liverpool. Liverpool's a big place. Yeah, it's a big place, isn't it? So, um, yeah, we really appreciate him because he's one of the early fans and um, contributors to the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a very big Lord of the Rings fan as well. Nice. Yeah, funnily enough, got a few Lord of the Rings tattoos. But anyway, not giving a bio on D&D Allen here. Um, the question was... Um, How do you handle your first player's death? Yeah, so I've not had a perma-death in no. a campaign no. I have had in a one shot mm-hmm. so the good thing about it was there really wasn't like a consequence beyond the one shot so it didn't really matter that much yeah. you know not to yeah. sound harsh but and also the end reward they didn't know this but the end reward of the kind of one shot itself was the wish spell because they were only level five I believe so yeah. it's a really big deal actually at that level as well yeah yeah, yeah for sure um, and they wished for him to be resurrected. Yeah. You know, I left it in their hands, obviously. They couldn't do anything. So, um, yeah. You know, got rid of it that way. But in I've thought about this quite a lot yeah. before it ever happening at the table. And essentially what I would do is Noah would not fudge a dice roll Never, yeah, to yeah. avoid a player's death. I feel like there's a lot of rolls up to that point. So... Yeah. You know, a player just doesn't die automatically or mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. one roll. So a lot has gone into whether that player dies or not. And, and that even might even be their own choices, you know, which you can't control yeah. as a DM. So you've got to the stage where they have died. And then I would essentially, away from the table, talk to the player behind the character. Yeah. And I would say to them, you know, look, what, what do you want? From this, yeah, because a player character's death it can feel shit, obviously, depending on how long they've been with the character. Yeah, but sure. it also could be an opportunity if yeah. they want to start something new. Yeah. It's that chance. Yeah, for sure. If they want, you know, if they are really attached to that player, the character, yeah, then they might say, if they're really attached to that character, sorry, yeah, yeah they could turn around and say, well, is there a way I could be resurrected? Yeah, and then you say, well, leave it with me. You know, yeah. like you go behind the scenes as a DM and plan out a few options for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, they might not even come back the same. They might be the same spirit in a different body. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's loads of ways to deal with it. Yeah. But it, how, how how would you? I've I only guess? had one instance. I've had loads of times where people have gone down, of course. But I've only had one time when a player died, when a character died, mm. not a player died. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> where, where a character or a PC died. The the instance of that was it was quite a funny one because it was an interesting lead up actually because what happened was the the this 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 party had their tower they had their um they had their their stronghold and mm-hmm. i had assassins sneak into a demon demons had uh, made themselves look like there's a particular demon that can pull them off itself effectively yeah. into uh like the guards right, right. so it, it, it snuck past the defenses and killed the guards on the floor where they were so they normally had guards that would have sent the alarm they'd snuck into the tower dressed looking like guards that so got past and then they'd killed all the guards by looking like guards on the floor where the, the, the party was. So no, no help was coming. Mm-hmm. So what happened was all the party are, you know, sans armor, sans weapons. What's it? So what's like, you know, the weapons? Obviously, the weapons that are, they allowed them to grab their weapons because that's say they. They would sleep by their weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. have a weapon, but the, the paladin, for example, couldn't couldn't just couldn't, get into heavy armor. Get into heavy armor. Yeah. Right? So you've got to play around that. Yeah. So I. But it, but it, but it, but because of those elements where the party weren't armored, it was really interesting to see the way the party dynamic shifted, right? Because the heavy tank it didn't have the same level of. They're not just like a damage sponge. Or yes, they had a lot of health, but they. Oh, but no AC. But, no, but they, no, the AC was garbage, right? Yeah. Actually, the rogue did surprisingly well because while they had lost a little bit of armor, they um, wouldn't. They. Um, their, their dexterity was their main factor, yep. and the wizard was almost almost unaffected because mm. they were just sleeping in their robes, which gave them no a, no AC <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. And their you know the their weapons, their mind exactly right, <laughs> exactly. They they she she grabs her, her her spell book and starts blasting right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was really interesting because it really it really shifted the way the party. The monk, of course, was just ridiculously good anyway. Yeah, yeah right. Like, you know, and it was it was really interesting because what happened was the they each had assassins come after them the 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 uh, i can't remember, quite remember how it, how it went down but what happened was the the rogue ended up getting isolated so the monk um that was it the, i remember what happened the the monk wasn't there initially so that it, it ended up getting split over two sessions the okay. first session the monk player couldn't join and we had him be at the pub <laughs> right. right. So for the second session, we had him roll to see how inebriated he was, and therefore at what stage he would turn up back up to assist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the other three, the the, the four, sorry, the, the the bard, the the ranger, the bard, the bard. The, at this point, the bard, the thief, the wizard, and the paladin were being set to in their things. I think the the bard character might have also not been there, so it may have just been the three. Now I'm remembering it. Um, and the wizard ended up getting into the same room as the paladin, and she used Lehman's tiny hut to seal herself in. Yeah. They could obviously see out, and I, you know, and that gave the, the paladin enough time to don a little bit of armor. Mm. So that was part of their reasoning there, but unfortunately, that left the, the rogue on his own facing two of these assassin demons, and that's how he went down. Oh. So it was a, it was a, it was a player choice yeah. where I think it might have even happened where the players made that choice. If the players hadn't put the force field up, 
with him on the outside and them on the inside to protect themselves and get themselves healed. They get themselves healed up like, and with armor. Um, I think yeah. that the wizard had taken some serious damage, needed to neck a potion, so that's why she did that. Right. But it also gave the paladin time, put on a bit of armor, yeah. one piece of armor, basically yeah, yeah, throw yeah. on the chest plate, you know, yeah, yeah. give himself a boost and a couple of AC, gave mm. him the hot, give him the um, the cuirass yeah, yeah, stat yeah. block instead of full plate. Um, and that meant that the, the the they were left outside, and I think he went down straight away, and it then and that was and basically the the part the, the 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 they they'd managed to keep I think the ranger or maybe the wizard had killed one of the the, the thief I should say killed one of the assassins and there were still these two assassins left but both of them are out there with no one to attack except the downed court except a downed PC and it's the only time it, it was it made because they could they they couldn't get through the force field to attack the other players there was no way to get to them so what do they do they finish off. Oh god! So that was the only time we had a play. We had a death, and I but I but I'd made it really, really clear. And basically, what other choice did you exactly, have as exactly, a DM? Exactly, that, and that was where it came in. That was where it came to me. It came from. I would never. It's not something that. It's something that I don't really. I don't. I, I don't like to fudge. I don't fudge rolls. Yeah, you know, I've done. In, I have done in the past, but you know, but I've, I've come to the realization that it's not something that. I want to do, yeah. and I now always roll in the open. Yeah, just partly to keep me honest, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, it, it. I find that it, it, it's more fun for everybody, and it, and then I don't have to be like, shit, no, I don't want this to happen. Yeah. But if, but if everybody's going like, well, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm rolling for, rolling, and it gives that weight to the table. And mm. I think actually, uh, at that point, I may have been still rolling behind the screen. And then I rolled. From that point on, I think I rolled. Oh, really? That was in, a, bit, a turning point for you yeah, as a DM. Yeah. It made me realise that actually, because um, I, I had telegraphed my you know, the thingies, the, the way that the, the the way that the demons were behaving, they were yeah. vicious, you know, these things like this. So it it, it lent. Uh, so I had telegraphed it. So the players were the players made a active decision. It wasn't an uninformed decision, mm. but it still made me think later. How would I have handled it differently? Yeah. In, subsequently, it did. It, it, it turned out okay. That player was revived, right? Because basically, uh, really early in the campaign, and I actually expected it to be used many moons earlier. But the the the, the monk's character who turned up later to the fight, he had a ring that uh, would allow him to punch and do fire damage. Right. But what I'd done is it'd been a gift from uh, some powerful witches' coven, um, and. I'd had it have a hidden property, which was that it could be consumed and used up and destroyed for, I think it was the Revivify spell. Okay. So like the lowest level, uh, yeah, you like, know. Like third level, isn't it? Something, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, 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 but the player had to make a choice. This item he used all the time yeah. and really, really liked, or the PC. So mm. and so that was so that was the thing I made there. So I they didn't have like anything... In, they didn't have access to those spells at that point. They didn't have the, the, the they didn't have that, um, that ability. I think I think it might not have been revivify. It might have been re- re- you know, proper because re- 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 revivify. Um, revivify. I think they have to. It has to be recent, like a minute or something. Like yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe maybe it is revivify. Anyway, but the, 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 I had I gave the player the choice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was something I'd deliberately put into the game, like. Really right. early on, he had that ring. It wasn't even a crazy ring. It was just you when 
punching your attacks, you can add a 1d4. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he wasn't using his staff attack, and it, you, you do your flurry of blows or yeah, your other yeah. things like that, that would uh, your, your unarmed strikes, I should say, mm-hmm. were add 1d4 fire damage. Obviously, yeah. it's a really nice little little boon yeah, yeah, to yeah, have, yeah. particularly yeah. for an unarmed character like that. Yeah. So he really liked that ring, but. I'd expected someone to die much earlier, and people had gone down, but nobody had died. Right, yeah. Just, just because, really, just the the, the style of play. They, they, they were, they were, they, everyone in the group really liked each other and really got on well. Yeah. So generally speaking, they all really fought, like helped each other, helped a, each lot other and, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it, re- and to be fair to the players who made that decision to to save themselves, it, at that point, I thought it was a full TPK. Ooh, I honestly, because oh, yeah. I because I had factored these, I factored the, I'd started these these enemies against them and the number of enemies based off of them at normal strength, but I hadn't, but I, I hadn't quite quantified how the shift in AC for having them be waking up in their rooms under attack, not armored, they're, they're in their stronghold, they think they're safe, mm-hmm. right? What that would change, and, and, it, and it changes a lot. Changed a lot. Oh, Changed a lot. Yeah. So actually, I think that the, the, the if they ha- if the wizard hadn't made that slightly selfish act, the wizard would have gone down straight after the the, the you know or maybe even before mm-hmm. the, the, the rogue the rogue and the paladin then wouldn't have been able to get any armor on, which meant she was much more of an asset in the fight. Mm-hmm. So it was a really interesting. It you was know, a really interesting. So moment. this brings up another point is about like the deadly potential of enemies because. Um, this is the way I do it and I'd want your opinion on it mm, basically yeah. um, not all enemies are going to attack a person on the floor No, like you know and, and in my opinion imagine you're in a fight mm. in a medieval battle yeah. you hit somebody and they hit the deck um, there's probably something a bit more pressing. like pressing 100%. to do. So, 100%. so when they've hit the floor I'm going to I'm turning and I'm looking around to what yeah, else is going on absolutely um so most of the time, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ultra killing someone on no, the floor. No. There's this one time where I made it very obvious that I was going to. Um, I didn't get to, but the point is that uh, these dudes attacked, and again, they're they're going to pop up in my cam- campaign at a later date. Yeah. They are bad mothers. Yeah. So they their whole thing is like killing, but killing to the point where you don't recognize who it is anymore. So Mm-mm. if someone hits the floor, uh, what happened was they attacked this village that this fair's going on at, so everyone's gathered, and in the crowd, uh, kind of in the background, mm-hmm. they turn up, announce they're going to kill everyone, uh, and the first thing they do is like, well, they ripped a baby in two, but after that, this is why they're still known as the baby eaters as well, because mm-hmm. like it, it literally tried to eat this kid. Um they struck down the mum, and as she hit the floor, they stamped on her head. Yeah. So I got them to do this to an N- a couple of NPCs, right? In plain view of the party, mm-hmm. to be like, to literally establish, if you hit the deck, they're going to full-on murder you. Yeah, they're going to finish you. Um, and so I made sure, from a distance, that the PCs knew that before yeah. they entered into combat. With all of these things, it's all about telegraphing. Yeah. It's all about telegraphing. Like, like um foreshadowing telegraphing it's 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 important like mm. what some of my some of my biggest faux pas that i've made is not telegraphing mm. stuff mm. you know like i remember um um uh, i think we were playing in a game and i was dming yeah and you remember that dragon i threw at you guys yeah yeah and bronze or gold one of the two i think it was a bronze uh yeah. a little bronze right yeah. uh, and i had i had factored in her personality like 
the reason that she she was a good dragon, but the only reason she was fighting you is because her her, ba her egg was uh, threatened. So mm. that was why she was doing it. But I hadn't factored how devastating her breath weapon would have been against the party, and I didn't telegraph that because you were entering into a cave, and the only you know I was expecting it to like just knock a little bit of health off everybody and stuff. Whereas just one of the characters went down like that. Yeah. Just straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight yeah. away was gone. Yeah. You know? um, I've done that though. If, yeah, I, if it, dragon, happens, it happens. Though. And it was a dragon breath weapon as well. Yeah. It's, they're it's, very strong. They're very strong. Yeah. Right? You know, that's the thing. Like the, the An adult dragon could be, you know, without a breath weapon, can be handled by a party of probably, what, five to eight, I would imagine. Mm, yeah, Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. give or take. Um... But that breath weapon, man, like particularly, um, you know, at at larger range, mm. right? Like if, for example, you know, your, it was particularly effective because I was like, right, this makes sense for the character because it's a line attack. They would attack when you're coming out of when it. You're in a line. You're, you're in a line. So yeah, that's yeah. what happened. But it, I did not factor in it being that damaging because yeah. some of the characters were that strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. 